Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore, as is our custom. Let's start off with a word of prayer, asking for the Lord's blessings on our special holy time together. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua's name, I thank you for every viewer who's watching today. I thank you, Savior Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins and rising again. I pray you'd bless every viewer and empower us by your spirit to hear from your word and make adjustments as necessary that we would watch therefore and be ready, Lord Jesus, please. Amen. And so we're continuing on in our exciting series on the Lord's covenants, his promises to his people and Bible prophecy, the way he has decided to keep those promises. And, and folks, I'm, let's make this very personal because it, truly it is. Paul said to the Philippian believers in Messiah Jesus, the great apostle Paul who wrote so much of the New Testament, he said, he who began a good work in you will complete it till the day of Christ Jesus. Why, did he, why can we know that? Why was Paul so confident? Because Paul knows the Lord keeps his promises to his people. That means you if you've received Jesus as Savior and Lord. He, he's moving heaven and earth. He's doing things in you and all around you to change you into the image of Messiah Jesus and prepare you for the time where you stand before him to reign and rule in his kingdom. That's what the Lord is doing through his covenants and through Bible prophecy. Yeah, there's so many things that involve the body of Messiah, Jew and Gentile, one new man in Messiah Jesus, that is part of Bible prophecy. And so he's also doing the same thing with his covenant people, Israel. The, the world events, see, we get so distracted, we get so off into our own things and, and, and we're so earthly-minded that we don't remember, and we need to be reminded by the kind of things you're going to be hearing today, that we don't remember that the Lord is moving heaven and earth. He sent his only begotten son. There's some who say he bankrupted heaven and sent his great son, Messiah Jesus, to leave heaven and become a man. Why? So that he could be beaten and crucified to pay for our sins, to buy us back from the slave market of sin. I'd say that's moving heaven and earth, folks. He rose again, and now he sits at the right hand of our Father. So we need to remember, folks, that, that the Lord is moving heaven and earth around his, his promises to his people through Bible prophecy, his prophetic word. And these events uh, that we see on the news today, these pertain to this book right here, the one that you, ha that you have. And so we're going to look at it today with regard to 
how he's shaking the earth today through his, uh, his covenants with Israel. And, and it brings such understanding to this generation, and we're going to need that. So we're going to look at Isaiah 66 as we segue from covenant to Bible prophecy. So in the Abraham covenant, he passed it, the promises, then to Isaac, then to Jacob, changing Jacob's name to Israel. And he made seven promises in the Abraham covenant. One of them was a great land to the covenant partners and a, a great nation. And he, and he gave the boundaries of that great land in Genesis 15. And, and, and so he also made the Moses covenant. And as the Jewish people forsook that covenant and forsook the Lord, the Jewish people were cast out to the nations of the world. That's why as a Jewish person, I was born in America, not in Israel. Okay. And, and then... He promised through that covenant also to bring the children of Israel back to the promised land and to fulfill his Abrahamic covenant promises to them. How? Well, through the new covenant. And in the new covenant uh, that the Lord made with Israel, we saw there that in Jeremiah chapter 31 on a previous program, we saw that the Messiah of Israel would facilitate the forgiveness of Israel's sin by dying on the cross and rising again and we also saw in the David covenant, even a man as blind as Bartimaeus could see that Jesus is the son of David, who will come and sit on the throne of David. And we saw that in 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now we segue into Bible prophecy. How is he keeping his promises? And, and I want to say this. If Bible preachers from the 17, 18, early 1900s, famous, powerful Bible preachers were alive today. I don't know, I'll just throw some names out there, like the Wesleys like in the 1700s, like Charles Spurgeon in the 1800s, like uh, Billy Sunday in the early 1900s, uh, D.L. Moody, uh, an American preacher uh, as well. Uh, these people would see the events that we're living through, through right now, and they would bust into churches and grab the pastor and shake him and say, do you know what generation you are? Do you know who you are? And he would run, they would run up and down the aisles and shake congregants by the shoulders and say, do you know who you are? Do you know what generation you are? Look at the Bible leaping off the pages right into, onto your television sets and into the news and into everyday life today. While so many Christians, instead of being excited about this generation, are kind of like this and sleeping through it sleeping right through it. So I'm going to share with you some of these things and let's wake up folks. Hallelujah. Isaiah 66 uh, beginning in verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. What's he saying? He's saying that in one day, Israel would become a nation. In one day. In one day. Think of that. Now, now let me ask you a question. You've heard about the Palestinian conflict and Palestine and, and all of the things pertaining to that, right? So, so here's my question. Where did the name Palestine come from? The name for the Holy Land for uh, so many hundreds of years, almost 2,000 years, where did that name come from? Well, I can answer that question for you. It came from the Roman Emperor Hadrian in around 135 AD. Around 135 AD, the Roman Emperor Hadrian uh, fed up with Israel. Uh, and of course, in 70 AD, many years earlier, 
uh, the Romans came in and, and destroyed Jerusalem and, and killed uh, thousands of Jewish people, took others uh, as slaves into Rome. And then there was a remnant of uh, Jewish people. There was a, a Jewish culture still up in the northern part of Israel, here in the Galilee area. And they rebelled as well. And it, it's a very uh, well-known uh, uh, revolt that took place in northern Israel with a man named Bar Kokhba and uh, Rabbi Akiva. Anyhow, so what happened was is the Romans were fed up finally with these Jews and they put down that revolt and squashed it terribly and killed many of the Jewish people and took them into slavery as well. And that's when the Roman Emperor Hadrian renamed Israel Philistinia, which in Eng after the Philistines, kind of a uh, stick in the eye to the Jewish people, naming the promised land after their arch enemies, the Philistines. In English, Philistinia is Palestine. Okay? And so the promised land was known by this pagan name for all these years until a day in May, 1948. May 14, it was proclaimed. Yes? And the Israeli flag went up the pole. And in one day, Israel reclaimed its covenant name and became a nation, fulfilling this passage. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Some people would say, oh, well, you know, a big deal. You know, every nation is proclaimed to be. I had someone say this. Every nation is proclaimed to be a nation in one day. Oh, really, Mr. Smarty Pants? Well, let me ask you this. How many nations have, have the people been cast out of their nation, completely lost their land, been cast out to the nations of the world, and then be later, much later be regathered to that nation, reclaiming their land and their culture, their language, the, the kind of currency they spend. They spend shekels here now in Israel. And I could go on and on and on about the culture of Israel and, and that which has been uh, regained. Yes? No other nation in the world. Israel hasn't done it once, it's done it twice. With the Babylonian dispersion in 586 and then 70 years, uh, uh, according to the prophet Jeremiah, coming back and reclaiming re, uh, the land. And then again, of course, the Jewish people began to trickle back and come back in waves from the late 1800s through 1948 and even today. But then that flag went up the pole in one day in 1948 fulfilling the prophetic word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so I've got much more to share about this, and I will be in the days ahead. But know this. You live in the generation that our Lord Jesus said, and we'll look more at this in Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, and other places. Yeah? This generation will not pass away till all these things come to pass, and this king comes back to sit on his throne. And before then, we're going to be with him to this place he's been preparing for us. And then we will come back with him, hallelujah, and glorified bodies and serve and reign and rule with him. And as I like to say it, that's a tomorrow worth living for today. And we're going to continue to look at Bible prophecy and how these things unfold in this series. I encourage you not to miss it. And if you have missed some of them, look on our website at Archive Programs. And what should these things make us want to do more than ever? Watch, therefore, and be ready. I'm so excited 
because our Watch Therefore program and message is spreading and expanding. I'm not surprised, but I'm very thankful that our Lord Jesus is making the way for our program to go into over 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah, the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. And I want to say to our prayer and financial partners, thank you. Thank you for partnering with Watch Therefore. Now, we have our ministries, Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, that stand under the umbrella of our Watch Therefore ministry. And with Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself, we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and so much more here in the promised land. And then we have our ministry poured out for the nations. I've been in many African countries and many other places in the earth with the gospel, making disciples, pastors, conferences, helping orphans, and so much more. The Watch Therefore message is so urgent for this hour because it shakes the lukewarm out of their terrible condition and presents the real and legitimate urgency to the lost. You don't have much time. Pray and receive Jesus as Lord today. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to go through the tribulation. You don't want to go to hell. And God doesn't want you to. Watch therefore, be ready, receive Jesus as Lord today and get ready for him to come for us in the clouds. Now, I want to say some things to our partners and about partnership with our ministry. First, let me say, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please do not send any money into this program or into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest today and even pray and receive Jesus as Lord. And for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping, you're born again, Jesus is your Savior, and you want to lay your treasures up in heaven. We would ask you to prayerfully consider, watch therefore, our program and our ministry. And so I can't do this alone. And my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we trust him to raise up from our viewers as he has been. And again, thank you, as he has been, viewers who want to prayerfully and financially partner with this ministry and kingdom work. We would suggest that you sign up for our monthly newsletter. There's information there on your screen. And what that will do is help you with prayer points uh, if you want to join in prayer partnership and also it will show you what you're financially sowing into as well. The Watch Therm 4 message is so important. And as we like to close every segment of our program, we say watch therefore and be ready. So many are tragically missing the signs that Messiah Jesus warned about that are leaping off the pages of the Bible regarding this generation. There's never been one like it, nor will there ever be again. And while so many, even those who profess the name of Jesus, are overwhelmed and heartbroken and crushed in this generation, it doesn't have to happen to you. Because not only can we make it through this generation, but we can have great kingdom success. The Lord gives us a way forward. And in my book, Watch Therefore and Be Ready, I lay all these things out, how to know that we know what this generation is and how to have kingdom success through it. Now, we want everyone to be able to get my book, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you can get the book. Make sure you write Watch Therefore and be ready in the notes section of your check and online giving. Remember, Watch Therefore and be ready. 
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. Remember, one of the reasons I teach so much of the Bible on this program is because Paul the Apostle told us that the Word of God works effectively in us. The same Word that created the stars and the planets and all that is around us is the same Word we have in the Bible. And it works effectively in us, changing us into the image of Messiah Jesus, preparing us that we might be ready when he comes for us. Hallelujah. And so we're continuing on in this teaching series in Colossians, where the Jewish apostle Paul, who's locked up by the Romans for preaching the gospel, is writing to the predominantly Gentile church in Coloss how to know the Holy One of Israel, who's also the true and living God of the nations and the universe. So I'm going to do some review reading in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, and then pick up on today's teaching for a few verses. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, as we go into today's verses, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. So let's go back up to the top where he says, Put to death your members which are on the earth. We need to remember that we live in these sin-sick bodies. We've been given eternal life in Messiah Jesus. But Paul also told the Corinthians that corruptible cannot inherit incorruptible. These bodies aren't going to heaven. And aren't you glad? We're going to have glorified bodies that are eternal, that will match our eternal soul and spirit that the Lord's given us as he saved us from our sin. And so when it says put to death your members, we need to remember that the things that we put our hands to that are against the Lord and the paths that we set our feet on that are against the Lord and the things that we think that we shouldn't that come out of our mouth. The tongue is a world of inequity, the Bible says, right? And is set on fire by hell. Well, these are members of our body. And, and remember we saw that Paul said, if you for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What's this mean? We have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. Now, I've got a, a Greek scholarly friend who was a mentor who really had a great understanding of New Testament original Greek. And he talked to me about this verse, a little something that was lost in the translation from Galatians 2.20. From the tenses in the Greek that do not get translated into the English, not only does it say we have been crucified with Christ, it says we, I have been and I am being crucified with Christ. So how do we cooperate with that? Well, remember, Messiah Jesus said something that will help us put to death our members which are on the earth. He said, if anyone is my disciple... He will deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We cooperate with the grace of the Lord working through us to keep that sin nature crucified. Hallelujah. 
And that's why Paul said in Romans chapter 6, to reckon yourself dead to sin. Yeah? And that we are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He says this in Romans chapter 6, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. No, we can choose now. When I was lost, before I received Jesus as my Savior, I had no concept of choosing against sin. I embraced sin, right? And that's what we do as lost people. But the reality is when we're born again, when we're saved, we then have the option to choose the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And we can do what is spoken of here. One pastor said this way, have a funeral for your sin nature every day. Put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication. Any sex outside of biblical marriage. Uncleanness, passion, evil desire. These pertain to sexual sins of the heart and the mind and the body. And covetousness, wanting the things that are other people's, wanting their things, envying and wanting what others have. This is idolatry. Why? Because my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Listen, there's, in Messiah Jesus, there's enough to go around for everybody. Hallelujah. He says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. We should look different than the world. We should behave differently than the world. We should be denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Messiah Jesus. And there's such corruption that has come into what is called the church, the body of Christ. And that is Satan and his demonic forces. Efforts that are somewhat successful, certainly, but it need not be so. It need not be so. That's why we need revival. Hallelujah. Revival comes when people begin to mourn over their sin and desire to get close to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we need to do. We need to have a strong desire to be overcomers. And you can't be an overcomer until you overcome your own sin and our propensity to go after things that the Lord says no about. Do you see? And so what we can do is we can search our own hearts. So often we're saying, oh, we need revival. We need revival. But where does revival start? It starts with me. It starts with you. And, 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 and we have to not walk in the ways of those who are under God's wrath. Because what, happen is, what happens then is the light becomes dim. And then Satan wins. Because we're to be the light of the world, the Bible says. We put to death our members which are on the earth. And, and let me ask you, do any of these things that are spoken of here pertain to you? Walking in uncleanness, not having victory over sensual things that are in your mind and in your heart. Today, the Lord can deliver you. Hallelujah. Today, He can move in and grant you repentance and, and, and a victory over these things. And let me tell you something. When that happens, things will start to snap, crackle, and pop, as the old saying goes, in your life. And people will see the change. And that light, you have a dimmer switch in your house. Maybe it's something from the 80s. But anyhow, um, uh, it, there's a dimmer switch where you can turn it down and the light goes down or turn it up. 
Yeah? Well, the Lord wants to turn on the light in you. Hallelujah. Is there anyone who would see these, these sins that are listed here and say, no, I, I need to repent of these things. Maybe you're watching today and you don't have any power over sin because you've never received Messiah Jesus, the one who's conquered sin, death, and the grave. Today, what can you do? You can get saved by Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I was the worst sinner, the chief of all sinners. I don't know anyone who sinned as horribly as I did, but I got sick of it. And, and, and I, I wanted God. He was moving in my heart and in my mind and my life. I was the most help, helpless, hopeless guy on the planet. But he showed me. He showed me how to believe in him and that everything would be okay. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't know the things I'm teaching you today. All I knew was I was tired of being overwhelmed by all this darkness and sin. And I lifted my hands up in the air with tears streaming down my face. And I was changed as I received Messiah Jesus as Lord. Today you could do that. I used to come home from bars late at night and, and watch quietly. I'd watch Christian TV. Maybe that's you. Maybe you, you're watching me right now talk about these things. And maybe, I don't know, your wife or husband is in bed asleep. That's what I used to do. My wife was asleep in bed and I would turn on the TV and watch it because I was desiring to, to know God. But I was in these chains that, that I couldn't get free of. And as I received him as Lord, he saved me. And now look at me. I'm sitting here on the other side of the, of the screen telling you these things. Oh, listen, you don't want the wrath of God. The wrath of God that's coming upon the sons of disobedience is a place called hell, a lake of fire forever. The, the Lord said that you'll be tormented forever if you go to this place in flames. No, Messiah Jesus, he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah, he rose from the grave. And he calls you to repent, change your mind about your sin, turn, begin to turn away from it. He'll put his Holy Spirit in you and give you power to do these things we're talking about and to live this way. What do you do? Cry out, Jesus, save me, I'm a sinner. Save me from my sin. I don't want your wrath. I want your love and your mercy and your kindness and goodness. And that's what he wants to give you today. And if you're crying out to him this way, we want to help you. Please let us know. There's information at the bottom of your screen there. Contact us. We'll send you a brochure that will help you begin your new life in Christ in forgiveness and redemption and a life of victory over sin and an eternal home with our King who's soon coming. Hallelujah. And I say to all of our viewers as we close down the program today, watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore 
and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-